Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Biblioscapes and Destruction. Today, I've got the great pleasure of being joined by German photographer Sandra Bartoka. I've probably pronounced your name wrong already, but good evening, Sandra. Good evening. Nice to be here. Lovely. Thank you very much for joining me. Obviously, we're here to talk about your new book, which is Rhythm of Nature. But before we get into talking about it, it'd be great if you could give everyone a brief introduction to your photographic background. Well, um, I'm a photographer from Germany. Uh, I think photography has been always in my life because my dad was a photojournalist and um, he took me always with him. So I was immediately inspired by photography, but I completely took another path because I'm I've not been interested in um, photojournalism as such, but yeah. always in nature. And so uh, our paths went <laughs> completely different and uh, I emancipated myself. Uh, and, and yeah, my dream has always been that. I studied something completely different, but uh, always continued to photograph uh, until I finally jumped into uh, photography full-time in 2008. And since then, I'm working on making a living with it yeah well that's it and this is obviously this is obviously your second photo book i think your first one was lys and um, which came yes, out in number, yes. at least which at least which came out a number of years ago so in terms of rhythm of nature what what really kicked off the project I must say that uh, the rhythm of nature uh, is actually probably not a project as such, but okay. it's more a quintessential uh, result of my work of the past 10 to 15 years. Yep. I think the, la the, the oldest images in the book uh, date back to 2006, uh, which marks the start of my kind of digital transition. Yep. And uh, then the newest work is from 2022. So it's uh, it's very recent in a way too. Um, uh, so this was kind of... a side project um, yep. uh, more or less to emancipate myself from you know as a female photographer in a world that is quite dominated <laughs> by male photographers yeah. um, it was always hard for me to to um, maybe say things and uh, be be heard and be valued for my opinion and uh, therefore this was kind of a project that I took as a side to not be reduced as a flower and plant photographer who's producing oh. only unsharp images <laughs> so um it, it, it's stylistically is it's a it, it's i wouldn't say it's it's not my photography but it's much more uh classic uh, timeless nature photography uh, okay. while the rhythm of nature is uh, my personal work and has been in my heart for very long yeah, well, that's it. And as you say, if you're if if it's been something that's been documented over sixteen years, it shows quite quite an extensive range and time period as well. So, how how did you kind of approach pulling it together? Because you're taking a lot of a lot of images from a, a very expansive time period when when interests and styles perhaps change. Yeah, probably the reason is because interests and styles didn't change yeah. so much. <laughs> So I think that uh, my kind of personal approach to photography has been very, very much the same. Of course, I I uh, did uh, experience, experiment with, with different things and, and techniques uh, to um, get more the like the results that I had in my mind. But yeah. uh, I think that the uh, early pictures really are very much uh, similar to the ones that I take today, in a way, uh, without them being outdated, I hope. <laughs> um, and 
uh, I mean, the the reason for the book is that I wanted to show it, and the and the progression was just that it needed to grow. It needed to grow to the result that I have now, um, because in between, I mean, I think the Bruno Damici's wrote the foreword uh, to the book in 2015 for the first time, <laughs> so he <laughs> he just uh, uh, like uh, I I sent him in 2022, like in the beginning of the year, I told him, you know, Bruno, the book is now finally getting in the final stages, and maybe you can have a look at your foreword you wrote in 2015 and revise uh, a little bit. To to the recent times and he did and it was really I mean it was really nice because he fit in the uh, small bits about uh, the COVID time and uh, yes. times changing and so on so so it's it's nice to to have a, a, a like updated forward but the the base as such the idea was there for such a long time um, but I was never really ready because I I'm be because I'm doing the InDesign and layout myself. I've, yeah. I've been starting with the layout very <laughs> early and there were versions 252 <laughs> probably. Um, I, I think I changed the format during all these uh, days and years uh, several times. Um, and I, I think that only only really in, in, in 2021 and, and when I started to really, really... Um, work on it again um like <laughs> as i have to have a starting point because i have a big exhibition right now in germany and i knew that i i will have the exhibition and i need a book for the exhibition yep. so i had a final time to the book coming out and um and therefore when i changed finally from a landscape format to a horizontal format everything came together <laughs> and um and and then I was able to make the final curation of the uh, of the images as well. So, um, work yeah. in progress over years, but I always think that's best. <laughs> uh, absolutely, I, th I think yeah, it's it's quite fascinating that you had your first uh, forward written for you in two thousand and fifteen, and then seven years later, it's updated. Most <laughs> most most people normally maybe start thinking about a book and then over seven years put it together but actually to have the first forward written which may be interesting in terms of it I suppose it gives you ideas food for thought and it'd be interesting to see how how it did reflect and obviously reflect of the current times in the most recent couple of years but look, looking through the work it's as I, I can see exactly what you mean when you say your your style hasn't hasn't necessarily changed as such because you you the images just work so well that there's such a nice flow and the particular styling and 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 the way the way you've 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 finished them off they all just they all just work well together and it looks you never know that it's a collection of work that's been that's over a, a span of sixteen years. I think the secret of, is of course that um, it's not a collection of my best work yes, uh, yeah. but it's rather a collection of work that fits together for this kind of book yeah. uh, that I wanted to make about the seasons um, so uh, it's not a book about the seasons as such I mean the seasons are apparent but it's not only the seasons it's about rhythm in general it's about the rhythm of life and the rhythm of of us breathing uh, and and um, having a cycle and having ebb and flow and um, like uh, having all these things in nature that are underlying rhythm and then you have this rhythm of uh, like art where you have all the textures and uh, the rhythm of the waves and the rhythm of uh, like the trees and and the rhythm maybe of reed uh, flowing in the wind so um although 
all these images are in there, um, like have the topic overlaying. <laughs> um, but I think I maybe even didn't take into account my best work or my work which, which I'm most known for uh, because it just didn't fit into the book and the concept as such. So I think for me, it was really important to not, not make a portfolio book or a catalog of my best work, but a book that works as such. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You've got a very, you had very specific focus. And as you see, you talked about all the different elements um, and the that 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 kind of give give the rhythm of nature, and they all come across so strongly in in the work. And as you say, all images have got to work well together against that theme. And it is all about leaving out the images that that don't work, even if they are your your favorite images. And and they work so well. The 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 textures, I love the intimate, and then the, the wider the wider shots as well. Um, and yeah, just just the colours. I think it's been beautifully, beautifully printed as well. And there's just the the, the paper quality against the the tones and the colours. Just for me, just works works beautifully. And you do you get the sense of the seasons, but it's also the sense of land, the sense of water, how 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 nature works and how nature develops and evolves itself as well. Yeah. Ex Exactly. That was the idea. I mean, for me, of course, it's the magic of every day and um, uh, like transferring this kind of um, ordinary subjects into new heights, um, but also to, yeah, to have people feel things. Um, and I think many people are drawn uh, and, and um, like take their their power and energy out of the seasons and of the evolving of the seasons and of the fresh green and uh, maybe of the first snow and um, all this kind of uh, whimsical things I wanted to put into a book so people could kind of uh, feel, yes, I know this feeling and it yeah. it really touches me because I, I'm completely familiar with this feeling. Um, yeah, I I, yeah, I totally that, agree. That was the idea. Yeah, when you go through the book, everyone can make a connection to the work in the book from their own local environment. It's there's there's nothing that's specific that no one can could actually connect with. So you you can work your way through. You can work your way through the body of work, and you form your own connections, and you bring it brings back your own memories. Looking at some of yeah, some of the winter shots, you can you can remember yourself standing in similar locations, um, and yeah, just. I, I think I think it it works beautifully. The the colors, I think some of the like so the, the cherry the, the cherry blossom shots as well, just just beautiful. And they just they remind they remind me of of where I see cherry blossom in Glasgow as well every every year. And and just the the water as well. When you see the reeds, it reminds me of places I go to. And I think that's a, I think it's a wonderful a wonderful thing and something that's very difficult to accomplish but i think you've you've accomplished it you've accomplished it very very well yeah it's interesting i mean for me of course uh, you always think that you're um uh living in an area where everybody can connect to and of course this is not the not the way because yes. in scotland it looks uh, in a way different and i have people who bought this book from china and from japan and and still probably people can connect on a certain level because maybe people of japan cannot connect to certain images but they can connect to the cherries yes. <laughs> so um i think everyone kind of find something that is relatable to its own appearance uh, uh, like uh, uh, experience and um and therefore, it might work very good in a universal way. 
Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of you, you've got little statements or quotes throughout the book. How what what was the what was what was the idea and, and the purpose behind those? Well, you know, I really enjoy myself to read books and have text, and uh, uh, and I must say that I'm very bad with writing, um, so I'm. Uh, very good with talking a lot but <laughs> it, it, it's very hard for me to to write on a white sheet of paper or in front of the computer and um and I try to I tried to start writing for my own work and I even um, visited a course on, on poetry and photography and or photography and writing better um and I th I, I think I will I, I mean I'm starting to write more uh, about my work or about my experiences but it was not ready for this work and I have a good friend who has been, I mean, he, we are photographing in the same areas. We are photographing, um, she's a photographer as well. Yep. And, uh, but she's a, a, a beautiful writer. I mean, she's not a po poet or something. She's just able to depict what I'm feeling um, very often, very beautifully in words. So these little small fragments um, are more like thought fragments they are okay. not related to the images as such, yeah. um, but they are they are serving as a like additional layer of um, feeling and emotion uh, yes. for the for the readers. And you know, I mean, like many people don't even read the text of photo books, so uh, they are not so so prominent that you you waste your money for yes. buying yeah. the book because you still have a lot of images. But if you do enjoy reading and if you do enjoy a little bit of uh, poetry then you can read it and maybe get another layer of uh, emotion by it yeah wow. yeah they're, they're lovely little quotes and it, it's interesting from all the people i speak to some like text through it some like small amounts of text lots of text some like no text whatsoever and it's very interesting just to see how everyone takes a different approach and for me there's there's no right nor nor wrong way no. i, th I think I, th I think always work, and I think it all depends on on the work that and the work and the narrative that someone wants to get across for for the images that they're showing. I think without the text, uh, I think it would feel a little bit bland um, as such, and already graphical. I think that the that the weight of text sometimes on a page can make it very nice. So yes. it's not only about the content of the words, but it's all uh, uh, again about the appearance, uh, how it looks on the page. Um, uh, um, but but the other thing is that my work is not um adventure based you know i'm not writing about adventures i'm not writing about how dangerous it was or <laughs> how how depth how deep i felt in a certain situation yes. and 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 therefore it it, it doesn't need uh, these little stories by me it, it just needs a little bit of here and there yeah yeah indeed. inspiration yeah, absolutely. And so obviously you'd been working on this, started photographing it since 2006. At what point did you think a book was going to be an, an output for it? Bear in mind the first foreword was written in 2015. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, it's funny because photographers always dream of a book and I've made uh, several books. Uh, I made a local book about the national park and then I uh, wrote two how-to books. And and then you always think, but then sometimes I will uh, make a book about my own work. But what I really didn't want to do is make a book that nobody needs in a way. I mean, you know, it's not just about putting my work in a book 
and having a book. Um, so therefore, I think it took a long time until I was ready to to finally make it. So the idea was probably there 10 years ago. Yeah. And then uh, the I think I wanted to publish it. And this was the reason why it was um, written in 2015, the foreword. I think I wanted to publish it pre Loose uh, because I wanted to make a uh, like a kind of final final call to my <laughs> my images until that point and then come out with a new project Luis. and yep. uh, then it just didn't work out time wise and money wise and uh, and then Luis came and uh, of course you have to work your book you have to market it you have to go on exhibitions and presentations uh, to market it and um, and then five years later. Um, and on, uh, maybe probably uh, the, the time when COVID hit um, and, and suddenly all projects were kind of cancelled and my presentations were cancelled and and everything and everything came to a halt. And then I finally had the time not only to work on the book, but I mean, I started photographing again in a very intense way. So from March 2020, uh, I think I photographed just every day. And right. uh, I think all this uh, new work um, that uh, came about in the past two years uh, really helped to make the book more complete as it would have been if I would have published this in 2015, where it probably would have looked a little bit different and more more like a catalog of work till that point and not a book that it's yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. yeah, interesting. And how, how did you tackle curation? Because obviously it's... There's one thing if you're looking at something that you've maybe shot over even a couple of years, if you're looking at something that you've been shooting over 16 years, that's a lot of work and you've got to get the narrative right as well. So I suppose at what, where do you start? Yeah, I think, I mean, for me, uh, the, the the starting point is always the opposite page. <laughs> um, so, yeah. uh, so, I mean, uh, be, beyond the general idea, I think I started to, to bring together um, couples of images uh, that uh, would fit together and would make a very nice double spread. And um, I've, of course, I've been printing work and putting them on together on the table and on the wall. Yes. And I've been speaking with friends about it and let them have a little memory yeah. game. And um, I think the, the most important thing, what I noticed from working uh, on Luce uh, uh, and on working on the Rhythm of Nature book is um, that a curation process uh, that takes a long time and uh, has a lot of feedback during the time to let me have the feedback uh, from other people. And it's not so much about uh, taking all the feedback and uh, uh, making it very pleasing to other people. So it's more yeah. about uh, taking all the feedback into account and then making it your own. And um, I think that this process probably took the last three, four years um, because I always showed kind of, small episodes to people and they said oh yeah what a nice double spread but i think it never i mean it it had a point in 2020 where it had a lot of very nice double spreads but they didn't work together um, right, okay. as yeah. such and um and then only in the past two years with the additional work and with the additional um uh, um, um images that came in and the change of format from landscape to horizontal um it made a very big jump into the final curation um and i think the feedback of people is very very important uh, because you are never a good advisor on your work and i mean i'm editing other people's work a lot because i'm doing a magazine and i'm helping other people realize their books but um 
uh, that doesn't mean that you're a good curator for your own work. So. No, I, I, absolutely. It's far, far easier to sit and have a look through someone else's work and be quite ruthless yes. by saying that doesn't necessarily work. But when it comes to your own work, you see what you want to see. And when you've been sitting looking at your own work, it all looks as though it's in the right order. Whereas actually, when you look at someone else's work, something that doesn't flow right because you've got no emotional connection to it and you've not seen it before, it immediately jumps out. And it is, yes. it's, it's quite interesting when you begin to look at someone else's work and just you begin to spot immediately things that maybe are nestling in the wrong place, but just jar the eye and, and kind of take away from the flow and, and the, the movement through the book. So it's interesting that you say, yeah, you got a lot of feedback and then it's really been in the last couple of years that by maybe adding new work, it kind of links all the those other pieces of work together into a nice smooth motion through, through the whole narrative. Yeah, and I think very important is also uh, that you really uh, take a step back from your own work yeah. and not be very attached to it. Uh, I mean, it doesn't say, I mean, it, it does say kill your darlings and you have to do this, you know, you just have yeah. to be ruthless with your own work and yeah. uh, take the feedback. And And I think um, I often see photo books which are too fastly put together and uh, where people only um, got feedback in the very last minute where uh, it was kind of too late to really change the yes. whole book. And uh, and then uh, I, I often think it's very, it's very sad that people always think that they are best judge of their work because um, uh, others people, other people's feedback um, is very important uh, for, for this process, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think other, getting other people's valuable feedback, particularly from people who you know, who you can trust, and you have a you can you have a connection with. They know your style as well, as opposed and and they can give you constructive feedback because. And as you say, it's not about taking all their comments and just saying, right, that's fine. You're all right, and I want to change it to exactly what you want it. It just it just it just allows you to process and think about things slightly differently, and I think all just I just I just adds up to the a, a, a more final finished product that just it, it just feels far smoother and, and far and far better as well. Yes, absolutely. And and how did you? I know you do the all the design work yourself in InDesign, and I know you design stuff for other people as well. So how did you tackle the design of your own book? Because I can imagine it's very different from tackling the design of someone else's book. Yeah, I mean it, it's such an interesting process because I've been. I mean, honestly, uh, I've been um, visiting a workshop in 2019 with a, a very popular book designer, Jonathan Lawrence from Maine, right. in Norway. And actually, I, I took the workshop not 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 so much for for um, because I thought I I'm I'm really in need to learn everything about bookmaking. It was more uh, kind of interest to see how other people tackle the uh, yes. tackle the subjects. Yeah, uh, and um, uh, it was interesting because he said you have done your book so far and now go a completely different way and um, just do this and that and and just forget everything you have in your head and this resulted in in a book that was completely full bleed images uh, of uh, horizontal images that were completely in full bleed and um, I, I, I mean I think to that point I've never done books which had images in bleed 
at right. all because I always thought that images in bleed are terrible because if you have a blanket and you put your back uh, uh, your, your book on there and then you have all this noisy background you know because <laughs> you never know I mean like not everyone looks at books in the best condition they look under uh, 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 under like terrible light yep. under very warm dimmed light and and then you have a very maybe a, a very bad background and so I always thought that a white border around an image is very important to the book. So he got me thinking about make it completely different, go with all the images in bleed. So then I had all these couple of images that these pairings of images that kind of worked as a pairing and were very impressive and people were saying, oh, nice things. But this is the point where I said, but it's not me, you know, I mean, yeah, still, yeah. even though I maybe left my comfort zone, but I don't think uh, it's me and I don't think it doesn't really fit the way I want to tell the story. And um, and uh, that, that, that was a point when I um, started to make it square <laughs> that then didn't work out either. And then I made it finally horizontal, which I until that point believed no photo book, although there's a lot of photo books which are. Um, horizontal um, but I'm, I usually you know this is the thing you evolve as a bookmaker as well um, but I never liked horizontal books especially not the Taschen books where every image is just split in the middle and it probably depends on the topic because um, yeah. there's images in the book which are split in the middle but because my images are mostly rhythmic and uh, just uh, having texture and structure I think that the um, break in the middle is not so um, not so kind of strongly like disturbing yeah. as in some books where you have really a composition yes. where it completely destroys the composition you yeah. know and I hated that to that point that I never thought of making a landscape book but then I think you are just very flexible with um, aligning images on the page when you are going horizontal um, because yeah. you suddenly you don't have this very small format where every image fits on one page and you have the other blank page or anything. It always depends on subject. But because this is such a poetic way of me wanting to tell the story of maybe the seasons or maybe whatever emotions I have, um, I think that it's nice to play around with these small images and large images and then double spreads and then going another rhythm again so that the layout becomes a rhythm as well. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think I think the layout works very well. Um, I really like the mix of different shapes, different sizes, different positional as well around the page as well, so that it it, it does it it create it creates a rhythm as opposed to just being a constant all the way through. And I know exactly what you mean in terms of in terms of images that cross the gutter. Um, yeah, that's the yes. term. <laughs> <laughs> that's the but the tech, yeah, but because because of the subject of your images, it's it's. There is not, you, you get away with it, whereas, yeah, you can get some images that are very compositional or very structured and actually the bit in the gutter is like kind of the fundamental bit of the image and all of a sudden you're you're trying to spread the pages as flat as possible to see what's going on. So, yeah, I, I think I think you I think you've got away with it. But, yeah, it's great to see just just the whole mix of images and, and shapes and sizes because there's no real there probably is a constant theme through it, but from, from looking at it, you really go from quite small and positional all around the pages as well to some that are full bleed um, over the double spread as well, which is obviously a new thing for you to try out. But again, it, it's quite good that you're able to push yourself and try these things and, and make it very different. 
Yeah, what I always thought is important is that uh, um, some images have to be small and some images have to be large yeah. uh, to be appreciated. Um, so I think some images just call for a certain size to be uh, appreciated more and they maybe lose impact when they are printed bigger. Um, yeah. uh, I, I do the same in the exhibition. So um, I think uh, it's only uh, good that you can do this in a book as well. Yeah, absolutely. And how did you, having obviously done done your previous books, how did you find the design of this book? Was it easier? Was it more challenging? Or or did you find it a, a new experience trying something different? I think for me, designing books is always really just fun. So <laughs> I, I, I never think this of being difficult um, because it's, it's such a lovely process that I love to do into the night. And I always say that for me, book design is a little bit of magic. It's nothing that I can do mechanically um, yeah. I have to be in the right mood and then um, uh, it maybe has to be the right time of the day uh, so I, I, I cannot just start to start to sit down and say now I'm doing the layout of my book <laughs> it's I, I really have to be in the mood for it and and then especially under pressure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in every case under pressure um, it, it I always think of things coming together very magically and then you think Wow, this works! Suddenly, it works. Uh, this is great, um, and and I, I couldn't even explain the process. Uh, just that sometimes it just feels right, and then um, I'm very happy about it. So, but it never feels like a burden, or it never feels like oh God, this is so difficult. I mean, with Luis, I must say that we designed the book during the four years of the project. We designed the book along the way because yeah. we didn't want to come back. Uh, from from our trip and uh, just have 20,000 images or 30,000 images and say, now let's see how to make a book. We had a very clear concept for it and we were searching for images that uh, fitted on a double spread uh, uh, along the way. So that was very important. Yes. Um, and with Risen of Nature, that was not the case. Um, I've, I've been just searching the archives for that and, uh, of course, including recent work. Yeah. yeah, well, absolutely. As you say, with uh, with Liz, it's you you go with a structure in mind. You've got the vision, and and you know the sorts of shots you're looking for. Whereas, uh, rhythm of nature, you've got the total flexibility. You can work in all shapes, all different sizes. It's all about actually the the flow through through the book from start to finish, um, of, of the work. So yeah, it's a it's a different approach for different books and I just shows you the, the flexibility that the books offer you in terms of presenting different different bodies of work I just think that you know this is a, the the beauty of a photo book that you can try so many different things and um, that everything works in a way so there's no wrong or right or yeah. it's just the wrong and right for that particular project that you have in mind yeah. um, so yeah. everything could be different and probably my next book will look completely different uh, absolutely and when it when it came to when it came to printing of it how, how did you tackle the printing and how did you tackle paper choices because i think the the paper choice you've got is is really beautiful and it just works so well for for the for the body of work and i love i love the cover as well and i love particularly the cover image i think yeah just just beautiful detailing I think um, what's most important for me is that uh, the the haptical side, uh, or how, how do you say it, uh, like the the look and feel of a oh, book. The tactile, yes, ta yeah, tactile, tactile, tactile. Yeah, yeah the tactile uh, part of the book is very important for me because otherwise I can just view images on the internet very nice. Absolutely. So, um, 
I'm, I'm, I think the reason why it's so important to me to to put the utmost um, importance to the paper choice and everything and 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 to the tactile feeling of the of the book as such, is because I see so many books where I love the work of other people, and then I'm so disappointed by the paper choice uh, that I'm not even like the book. I don't even like to look at it because the uh, the work lets get lets down. Let's uh, well, you you yes, know the, gets, the gets work loses. Down. Yeah. yeah, the work the work loses by the choice of paper and uh, by me not being happy when uh, flipping through the book. And um, what was important to me too is that I'm printing in Germany, although it's very expensive. Um, uh, I mean, many many people ship books to Estonia or Korea or even Italy, which is very good uh, uh, for printing. Yeah. But I'm lucky that we have a very good printing house um, near where I live, one hour drive. Um, well, I think they are producing books for MacBooks as well. Or... So um, they have produced a few books by Alexos. And um, so it's they, they know their stuff. Yes, <laughs> so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and they have a very i mean they they are very good with um uh, uh, bringing you along the way and uh, helping you uh, in the pre-press process uh, in a way um that i'm feeling good in spending a lot of money yeah. <laughs> and um and of course i can be there at the printing press and uh, join uh, the uh, the whole experience and um what I learned through making books and magazines for a long time is that uh, the pre-press is the most important thing. So you have to adjust every image uh, and turn it into CMYK manually. Uh, don't let people do that um, because uh, the, the, the process of turning your images into CMYK, especially if you work in color and not in black and white, um, <laughs> is sometimes very disappointing and uh, <laughs> leads to images getting thrown out in the last minute uh, and uh, being exchanged for other ones um, uh, because it just didn't work. And um, I chose a very matte paper, an open paper, uh, Munken uh, Polar Rough it is. Um, and it's very difficult to print on this because if you, I mean, you get sent a profile from the printing house and you put the CMYK profile in your images and you are just, what? <laughs> <laughs> it loses all the details in the dark and uh, uh, all the blues get yellow and uh, you are completely shocked. So it took very long to adjust my images to this printing process and to the paper. Yep. And um, what I learned uh, over the time is just, make your images much brighter than you think they should be <laughs> yeah. because otherwise, and then I'm coming back to people viewing the book uh, yeah. while it's dark and while they have cozy lighting on. And I still want to have people appreciate uh, the book when they are not looking at it at 5,000 K norm light. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that that that's it. You lose control over how people view your book when when you've gone to all the effort of making sure all the images look as as the best they possibly can under the optimum lighting conditions, and you just know well that there's only so there's only so much you can control, and that's one aspect of it that you you can't control, unfortunately. But uh, but all oh, the pa the paper type that you've chosen is beautiful, and I I agree with you. The tactile experience of using a book is so important because it's it's part it's part of the whole experience it's part of the book and as you say it's you can have great images but if 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 the the, the materials that you're using aren't right and are, are poor quality and they just don't do justice for the work then it maybe takes the edge off and takes the shine off what could otherwise be a beautiful body of work 
Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, I received so much feedback already uh, from people who have bought the book and it's so nice to read the messages uh, that they say, yeah, I like your work online as well, but the three-dimensionality that uh, yeah. the, the images get when they are viewed on this paper is just amazing. And and this is exactly my, my aim, you know, that people yeah. can kind of almost grab into the picture because you feel it's like three-dimensional. And this is something that only paper can do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's oh, wonderful, yeah. and yeah, and you, and the the other beauty about the book is that you can enjoy the whole body of work as you've intended for it to be shown and f intended for it to be viewed, as opposed to seeing it online and you scroll through it a million rates per knot and images all look the same size. Whereas when it's in a book, it's all got purpose. It's been designed in a particular way because that's that's the the way and that's the balance that that should exist be, from one image to another. Um, and and that, again, that's part of part of the wonderful thing about having a book. Yes, I I want them to see it the certain way, and uh, they have to look yep. at uh, uh, the way I do. Yeah, um, that's you do the design. That's it, and that that's all part and parcel. Well, I know I know you're a big collector of photo books, um, and I'm always really interested to to hear what my guests' favorite four or five photo books are. I don't allow any more than four or five because then it becomes really expensive, and it's supposed to be hard. It's not supposed to be easy. So, um, everyone always says, "Oh, it's easy to select ten, but it's not easy to select five. Well, that's life, unfortunately. So, I'm very interested to hear what your what your chosen books are sandra yeah i mean it's interesting uh i i, I don't think it's so hard uh, as such uh, because you always have to have a, a purpose or why you chose what and yep. um and you have already a lot of books mentioned in your podcast so uh, that made uh, the choice much easier <laughs> to just name a few that maybe haven't been mentioned absolutely um, so that's good but what I chose is actually that um, books that influenced me. So it's cool. sometimes not so much about uh, whether they still stand the test of time. Yes, uh, yep. because some Good. some books don't. Um, yep. But they have been very influential for my work, and I, uh, I value them highly. So um, I will start with uh, "Chased by the Light" by Jim Brandenburg. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, this is a 90 day journey. This is a project that he did uh, when he was kind of burned out by National Geographic work and uh, doing a lot of films uh, for, for all the projects and then decided to take only one image per day um, during a 90 day uh, period. Yeah. And this resulted in this book. And um, this was very influential because because I be I mean, I got it as a present from my host parents when I was uh, in Minnesota for cool. one year. And uh, I was not, no, I mean, I didn't know Jim Brandenburg at that time. I was photographing, but um, I, for the first time, I felt that the way these images, um, I mean, they are not curated in a way because he didn't decide beforehand that he did a curated, like one image per day. Uh, it was only determined by what he saw and thought is, is important. Yeah. But I think that the, the idea uh, is that he feels what is around him and that there are images in the book that are not maybe particularly like award-winning images, but that are so emotional deep um, that I think changed my photography completely. And I like the way it's just presented as one image after another with these yeah. kind of uh, small side notes. So that was very important for me. And I think still it's very beautiful book. Yep. Um, and then I think, um, Jan Peter Lahal, I have seen 
I don't know if you have come across that. No. Um, Jan Peter Lahalle is a very brilliant Swedish photographer, and I really highly recommend you. There's right. still still uh, books on the market. I think it's in several languages. Uh, it's Swedish, German, and English. And I have seen uh, it's called in English, and I think you can get it on the secondary market. And it's just brilliant Scandinavian photography uh, accompanied by poems. Um, and I think the juxtaposition uh, juxtaposition of images on a page and the way how he how he uh, played with uh, with images that are not purely nature but um, sometimes um, yeah well I, I, I would say I mean here it is so right. just that you see it uh, it's it's very beautifully and it is very nice how he he plays with uh, text and uh, images oh lovely um, and this is This is what I always like. So there's human elements in there. Uh, uh, so it's not purely nature photography, which I always enjoy. Yeah. So cool. my third book, because it is very influential as well. I know that Vincent Meunier has been mentioned quite a lot of times in your podcast. Yeah. Most probably for his books like uh, Arctic and Solitude and whatever. But I think one of the best books he has done is Ophie de Sange. Um, it's Ooh. a small book that he did together with his dad. And oh, it's wow. about the nature in in France where he grew up uh, or where he lives. Um, and uh, it's, again, it's just a beautiful collection uh, of books from a rural environment um, yeah. and uh, uh, where where people just feel nature and and take images along the way and um, uh, you feel with every page you turn you just feel the, the nature yeah. as such yes yeah um, brilliant then you had Zig Harvey on your podcast a few episodes ago I did yes <laughs> but then I must say on my photo book journey like on my love of photo books uh, the gardening at night Yeah, um, has been my most influential book. I bought it second hand for 250 euros. <laughs> I, I mean, I saw it um, when I was doing the workshop in uh, Norway. Yeah, uh, it was in the library there, and you know, I returned every evening to this book. Yes, book, um, and uh, just yeah, read, and uh, it has beautiful juxtapositions of her personal text with images, and the images are so deeply emotional touching yeah. and I mean I could cry over this much better than the recent books because maybe because uh, it was my first acquaintance with her work uh, yeah. I'm just a big fan of her um, yes. so yeah beautiful um, that Beautiful, was very, beautiful work yes I mean if, if you have the money just get a copy of it <laughs> so it's worth it um And uh, maybe just don't eat for the next yes. few months or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, maybe the last one is uh, uh, um, uh, uh, one that is uh, by Yamamoto Masao. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Um, I, have, I have the reprint and I have the old print, uh, so I, I have the two editions. Um, uh, because I think it has been just recently reprinted yeah. uh, because it was so popular. Um, but I have the first print as well, and um, it's just a fantastic collection of images and the way they are juxtaposed on the page and uh, how the images and subjects play together. Uh, that is highly inspiring for me. Yeah. So 
These won- are my five books. <laughs> a one a, a wonderful and varied selection, and it's great that it's it's always great to hear someone's different approach, and it's great to you, that your approach is like books that have influenced you. And some people go back to books that were maybe the first books that they picked up as a photographer that got them into photography. And I think it's it's always a it's always a wonderful way, and it's it's something that's opened my eyes to a whole variety of photography because everyone comes at it with entirely different backgrounds and it's interesting to see what people are influenced by and what books they enjoy but yet don't necessarily correlate to the work they produce themselves but it's just something that that's that they can connect with and i I, yeah it's it's great it's great selection of books and do you think you've got more books in you are you working in any other projects at the moment um, I mean, I have uh, several ideas for books um, already since many years. Uh, um, you know, the original idea was to make more smaller, smaller books of smaller okay. projects. Yes. Uh, and and then Rhythm of Nature turned out to be a big book um, because that was not the original idea. But I yes. think it's good now because I have a kind of closure with my work from the past 10, 15 years. Yep. And um, now I can concentrate on smaller projects. And I will probably because I love small books about small subjects that yep. are uh, very easy to digest and uh, to look at and, uh, and not so expensive for people to buy as well. Yep. Um, so and I enjoy small books a lot um, where you don't need an extra table to put them on. <laughs> so... Yeah, ab- absolutely. And it can it can be something that's shot over a very short period of time that's just yeah. very nice, succinct and yeah, it's 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 an entirely it's an entirely different object altogether, but yeah, one that's just as equally rewarding as as a as a big coffee table book. That's an yeah. another another great thing about it as well. Um, but on that note, Sandra, I'd just like to thank you very much for your time this evening. It really has been an absolute pleasure chatting to you about uh, Rhythm of Nature and also your your love and your passion for photo books as well. And thank you very much for the for the great selection. Um, I know one of one or two of them will be somewhat expensive, but I'll maybe I'll maybe keep an eye out for them if I can pick them up relatively cheaply. Yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure on my side too. Cheers, thanks. <laughs>